insert generic opening here. This is Corey, and this is the Odeanthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode 270 of the Odeanthem Podcast, coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high by the 110 freeway in beautiful downtown Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for subscribing on your podcatcher of choice and uh, rating and reviewing when possible and telling people all these things are great. And if you're looking for the easiest way to find exactly where to get us on your podcatcher of choice, go to anchor.fm slash Odeanthem. And links to all the different platforms that we're available on are right there. So if you're listening to this and you have an iPhone or you're listening to this and you have an Android or you listen on Spotify or you listen on Pocket Cast or whatever and you want to figure out the easiest way to get it to your app of choice, just go to anchor.fm slash oh the anthem, click on the link, and you can subscribe right there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, right now, uh, of course, you can find more oh the anthem at oh the anthem on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you're watching right now at facebook.com forward slash oh the anthem where you can find tons more to interact with us. Uh, hopefully, in the next few weeks, we'll be live on some other platforms uh, and you'll be able to just join us wherever it is that you like. Uh, but of course, if you want to find more videos from Oh the Anthem, youtube.com forward slash Oh the Anthem is the place to go. And for all things Oh the Anthem, including, I think we don't talk about it enough. The O the Anthem store. Mm-hmm. The merch store is available at OTheAnthem.com. So make sure you join us over there uh, for all your O the Anthem needs. Yes, indeed. Yep. So uh, I am happy to be joining you guys today because I almost died on the way here today. Um, for those of you who don't live in a major city uh, or don't like to make fun of the former mayor of Baltimore, scooters are a thing. Yeah. Uh, she liked a Lime scooter. Uh, was it Lime? Yeah, yes. it was. And uh, I really enjoy Lime. I met one of the owners of Lime just the other day. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, but I did not have such a great experience today as I was careening towards a busy intersection, that one being uh, Santa Monica, maybe? Santa Monica and like Western or Western something Western like and that? Santa Monica, I think. Yeah. I can't remember if Santa Monica's further south. Is it near? Do I look super dark on that? You do look a little dark, actually. Uh, you might want to turn that uh, turn that light over a little bit. Yeah, we're just uh, doing stuff live right here. There you go. That's a little brighter. A little better. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think usually it's a little further in and forward. Uh, here we go. We're just gonna try yeah, that. Technical, try that. Out. Technical difficulties. There we go. A little bit better. I, I guess. think it's a little better. Yeah. The, maybe the video is so much better that uh, we just don't notice <laughs> just how dark we look. Or maybe it's just that I was in the sun for 15 minutes earlier today, and I've already gotten be, my... You're a little red. You are a little red today. Uh, it was 95 degrees in the City of Angels today. Ugh. Uh, in the valley, it was over 100. Woo! Yeah. Thank God we don't live in the valley. Who would want to live in that hellscape? Uh, but anyway, so as I was careening th- through uh, East Hollywood, down Western, uh, which is a major thoroughfare here, four lanes wide... Uh, I came upon a major intersection. I believe it was at Sun- Santa Monica. Uh, I was doing about 20 miles an hour on my scooter, as I tend to do, top speed, uh, when I went to clutch the brakes, clunk, 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 and no response. And I gave it a nice hard grab, and then the brake came off in my hand. <laughs> uh, so uh, if anybody knows uh, how the brakes on a bike work, yeah, uh, there's really just this metal string. And when you pull the brake, the metal string pulls out, which causes the brakes to go on. And I pulled the brake that broke. So then I pulled the string and slowed it just enough to make the right hand turn onto another major thoroughfare mm-hmm. and not kill myself. Um, hey, let me get you out here so you can organize that. <laughs> so uh, let's just get Rob in here. This is the Rob shot. That's what we need. So uh, I made the right hand turn. And then as Corey described it uh, to me later, I did what we call the the skateboarder stop. Yeah. Is that what it is? A skateboarder yeah, stop. Yeah. So basically what you're doing is you put your foot down on the ground and you just let it slide 
yeah. alongside of you. And that way you can keep your balance while also slowing down. Now, uh, I like to keep mm. my shoes for, you know, a year or five. <laughs> so I know that my right shoe now has, I've lost probably a year's worth of wear yeah, on yeah, the yeah. bottom, slowing down from about 10 miles an hour to zero. It's part of the reason why you don't really do it or like why, you know, like it sucks to do it because yeah. you burn through shoes so quickly. Yes. Uh, but uh, so. Especially when you're going at high rates of speed. Like 20 miles yeah. an hour on a scooter. <laughs> Uh, so uh, a smart man would have then gotten off the scooter and uh, maybe found another one or maybe walked. But uh, Rob had a bus to catch and he was trying to get here. So uh, instead, what Rob did was say, all right, let's keep it under 10 miles an hour. Uh, so I went back out onto Western and maneuvered with only pulling the metal piece as my brake. And I found that under five miles an hour, it actually worked just fine. You know, I, uh, today was the first day I actually like did a longer scooter run. Like, mm-hmm. so every scooter run I've done so far has sort of been like, uh, there's one right here and it's going to take me to the bike rack a little bit quicker and it's only going to be a dollar. So why do I care if it saves me 10 minutes, if I'm able to do it like this? Um, and today I actually went from here to Mexicali, which is like, uh, probably like a six minute scoot away, I would say. And it was fine. I, I still am not entirely comfortable with the fact that, like, I'll be going down a hill and I'll feel like the whole thing jumping off, like, <laughs> leaving contact with the with the ground below. That's part of the fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, another one. Hold on. This is not scoot related. Okay. But it's something that I've been uh, I've been thinking about a lot recently. And I saw it a couple times out on the freeway mm-hmm. uh, when I was out earlier. By the way, uh, seen a guy on a scooter on the freeway. <laughs> Don't know what you're thinking, bro. That thing stop speed is... I've gone downhill and gotten it up to 30 miles He's an hour. signaling. Like, <laughs> going left. He's in the... First of all, I'm in a bus, and I'm like seeing this slime scooter, and I'm like, the fuck is going on? And he's like... <laughs> the bus and the wall have maybe two feet of distance, yeah. and I hear the bus driver, because I sit up right in front, going, what the fuck is this motherfucker? And I'm like... Yeah. We go past him, and you see him do the like... <laughs> as the bus goes past. I thought for sure I was going to see a vehicular homicide. Sorry, anyway, go ahead. Yes. not uh, Something else on the freeway. Uh, yeah, so whenever you see uh, bikers uh, and they try and ride like on the lane, like on the line in between two cars. Which is legal right? in California. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, two lane riding. Uh, usually what you'll get is as if you're coming up, if you're a bike coming up and there's like two cars and they look like they're a little too close for you to get through, you shoot them some revs. Yeah. And that way, uh, the driver knows, like, hey, there's a bike here. And then you look, and then you move out of the way. Yeah, you might not – You might not, when you're in standalone traffic, why do you ever look up in your rear view? Yeah, yeah, But yeah. this is like a, oh, there's somebody coming. Let me just edge over right. a little bit. But more and more recently, I've seen bikers in L.A. Uh, throw the revs, get through, and then visibly shake their head like this. Like, very – you know, like, no, you idiot. How <sighs> dare you? And I'm just like – Motherfucker, you're we're giving you an exception to get somewhere quicker, and you're gonna nod your, or you're gonna shake your head at me, like you're this close away from losing that privilege. Like I'm not gonna take that from you. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like some white person going like, "Oh God, I have to wait in line." Yeah, of course you have to fucking wait in line. <laughs> Everyone has to wait in line. What makes you so special? The opposite, though. I mean, I haven't driven uh, to work or anything in a long time. So, yeah, uh, weekend driving is totally different. Less traffic and the whole thing. I love the bikers who actually who like. Well, first of all, on a Harley, like it's basically stable. You yeah. don't really have to hold on. It's for changing direction. But they sit with their hands on the edge, and then as they go past, they're like, thank you, thank you. Oh, sorry, you guys can't see that. Like, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. As they're going past cars. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate that. that. 
you that's, know, like, that's the other one though. Yeah. There's some people who drive like uh, mostly seems to be Harleys, but they're the ones that are like as wide as you can possibly go. Like somebody's like, width. <laughs> yeah, like somebody's like in the sex position, like they're tied up, like. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like a dominatrix is coming. That's their bike. The one that's nine feet wide at the top handlebars. Yeah. And those guys, who really the size of a Jeep, trying to like fit in between <laughs> on the... Yeah. Like those guys need to need to fucking cool it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're on a motorcycle. Technically, that thing is six <laughs> feet wide. All right. If we both have to move out of the lane to let you through, that you're not really got on a bike. Eight wheels on it. <laughs> By the way, uh, I did see a guy on a... Four up front, just all on the line. I saw a guy on the trike, the two up front and the one yeah. in the back. And at some point, there was a guy behind me, and he was just like, no, bro, no. You are a car. You need to get the fucking line. And I saw him cross two lanes of traffic to go around and then come back and be like, fuck you, back to the left lane riding. Yeah, but you know. Uh, if I had a bike, I would do it. In fact, oh, yeah. my next car may be a motorcycle. I, You know, it... it it's it's a wonderful exception. I'm just saying that people who are given such a, a wonderful opportunity, like being able to get ahead of traffic in LA, yeah, need to understand that like you sh- every single biker shaking their head like you know, like fucking cars. Like that's not the way to like. <laughs> How about I open my door and just kill you? How about that? I just pop my door open in the side of you. Oh, sorry, bro, didn't see get you get that on your GoPro helmet. <laughs> it's on the front. You wouldn't even see it. Like, pop. Gotcha. Uh, Anyway, so I wasn't the only one this week to have a close encounter with death, though. Mm. But I feel like uh, before we talk about that, uh, we're going to have to, uh, if I find the right thing, there it is. We're going to have to transition. Talk a little bit. Anyway. Oh, caught Corey taking a drink. Sorry about that. Whatever. All right. Uh, So uh, We all drink occasionally. (laughs) If you haven't been paying attention to the news, uh, David Ortiz, who, one of those guys who I hated all yeah. the time playing baseball, but then uh, he retires and you're like, you know what? He's actually kind of a stand-up guy. I, I always hated David Ortiz, the player, but loved David Ortiz, the person. Yeah. And he's like, just lovable. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. But he's like nine feet wide and he wears these suits that like, like he could be our green screen. If we just put him in a chroma key <laughs> sh- suit, he would just be standing behind us like, I got you guys. No, it's no problem. Yeah, no problem at all. He'd stand there for an hour and a half. Just like, God, he's the nicest guy what in the world. What a good guy. Yeah. Um, but he is from uh, a Caribbean country where... <laughs> Every once in a while, just throwing out like a, my man. <laughs> yeah. My man. Yes, yes. Um, but he's from a Caribbean country. Uh, I don't know if he's from Dominican, Dominican Republic. Re- is he from Dominican yeah. Republic? Okay, so he was in the Dominican Republic anyway, which, by the way, I've been... Very nice. Mm-hmm. I left the resort. People were super friendly. Um, no violence that I could see. Uh, and uh, by the way, that's where I decided to move to L.A. Hey. Because I was reading uh, Hollywood Drive, which I recommend to anybody uh, to read. Corey got that book for me. And then I said, hey, uh, fuck this shit. Let's get out of here. <laughs> anyway. I was um, like, all right. Yeah, I had a major life decision. And David Ortiz, I think, might be thinking about not living in the Dominican Republic anymore. Because he was at a bar of some variety or a club. And got shot. Yeah. Did you see the video? Uh, I no, I didn't really even realize there was video. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Are so you, I are watched, you pulling up the video. No, like, I I don't know. No, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, I don't know. The video that I saw was not the best way to try and understand what was going on though, because it was somebody. It was a, no. It was a it was a reporter who got into like wherever they have the security cameras. Okay. Oh, and, and then he's recording it, but he's recording it vertically. 
And then he's just like, oh, I realize that people probably can't see this little tiny section of vertical yeah. in like the or the horizontal in this big, huge thing. So he turns his phone sideways. But when you do that, when it's already started to shoot vertically, your phone orientation doesn't change. Yeah. So you're yeah. like looking at something sideways on your phone vertically and you're just like, all right. This and is uh, not helpful. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guy. And then there's somebody pointing going like white pants. And you're just like. All right, which one of them has white pants? That doesn't look like David Ortiz. <laughs> it's uh, and it's a black and white film. I don't really You know. hear something and then like he gets away and then apparently the shot happens when he's off the screen. Oh, okay. But so. like it's like you don't even see anything really. But I mean the the whole thing like it, it's weird I think that uh uh Twitter for me if you're looking for social medias to oh. get your news from yeah. or to get the most scoop, Twitter is the way to go because <clears throat> I was on Twitter for like a full half hour breaking down David Ortiz yeah. information before like MLB had anything about it, before I was seeing it anywhere else, like any news sources pushing it to me or anything and like that. And the fun that. thing is, at some point you'll realize when mainstream media catches on, because yeah. then you'll see a tweet from like CNN. You'll be like, right. thanks CNN, you're four hours behind. I've been following this story for a while. Yeah. By the way, mainstream media, I've been talking about the Glen Avon earthquakes for two weeks now. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about it. KTLA, nothing. People have retweeted my tweets, tagging KTLA and like all of the the LA news stations. Mm-hmm. Not a peep. So when the big one comes, you heard it here first. <laughs> Started in Glen Avon. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Big Poppy's on his way back to the U.S. Yeah, uh, he's going to be getting some treatment in in uh, Boston. Yeah, the Red Sox have uh, sent a plane down for him, as they should. Yeah, um, you know because like uh, anywhere else other than Baltimore. They cherish their sports players. <laughs> what we do is we toss ours to the wayside. Um, nah, and not all of them. I mean, okay, not all of them. Certainly yeah. not all of them. Just the ones who have ever done anything good for us. <laughs> uh, that's what we do to them. Oh, no, I guess Cal Ripken gets treated pretty good. I was going to say that one of my favorite lines of Baltimore sportshood mm-hmm. is uh, people will name uh, like cats and dogs after Cal Ripken or yeah. Johnny Unitas yep. or something like that. But in Baltimore... We name our kids after Brooks. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I was thinking that uh, Boog Powell was a huge deal. Now they make him sweat <laughs> his ass off in that alleyway behind the stadium. So, I mean, uh, although he's not really making the barbecue. He's just sitting there on the damn stool. Yeah, I mean, he, signing he, he's, getting, he's getting the best part where he just gets to talk to people. He doesn't have to. Hey, Boo, can you get us more rolls? It's like, that doesn't sound like my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. Johnny, get him some more rolls. Gotcha. <laughs> Johnny's dead. <laughs> Johnny it's going to take years. him a while then. <laughs> Johnny hasn't worked here since 92. What are you thinking about? Uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, of course, I was using that to transition into a uh, little bit more. But uh, strangely enough, we have a little bit of sports and Baltimore mixed together. So I think that's a good time to uh, take a trip on down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope. Yeah. Oh, wait, shit. <laughs> There we go. Now we're back. All right. Top form. Uh, too tonight. many buttons. Too many <laughs> buttons. Uh, so, uh, Joe Flacco. Yes. We've talked about him a bit. Yeah. You're, in fact, wearing a Baltimore Ravens shirt right now. Yeah. This, uh, I didn't have any shirts that felt breathable. <laughs> That's, I went into the closet. I'm like, where's my most breathable shirt? It's a sauna outside. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm going to have to scoot six minutes. I'm going to be comfortable when I do it. I, I will say, though, uh, my parents were telling me that it was like 90 a few weeks ago, yeah. but with like 87% humidity, and I'm like, yeah. God bless LA. <laughs> like, it's 95, but it's a dry 95. As yeah. soon as you walk inside, you're like, okay, 
As long as the sun's not on me, I'm yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the sun that's if killing me. If you're in you. the shade, you're fine. Yeah, it, so weird. It, it's weird. Uh, any of you should just. It's weird. We've had we've had San Diego weather weather like all year though. Yeah, yeah. up until just now. Like today was the first LA day of the year. Man, and I, I'm never used to the first hot day of the year. The first yeah. time it hits you, you're just, just like, catches oh. catches you off. And you're like, uh, oh. No, you where did this come from? If only uh, you had been someplace where you know you could have gone in a pool and just enjoyed the cold or <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, you know, I sweated my balls off at work. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Joe Flacco. Yeah, speaking of Joe Flacco. Um, so reports came out this week that Joe Flacco uh, at the Denver Broncos spring training camp because, mm-hmm. of course, he is now a Denver Bronco, threw an eighty-yard completed pass to a defended receiver. And basically, the entire crew, the entire Denver Broncos on the fly, crew, too. yeah, it's ridiculous. And uh, the entire Denver uh, Broncos organization is basically like, we got a chance this year. <laughs> this guy yeah. is a superstar. Now, maybe it's Von the Miller. Atmosphere. Von Miller kept saying Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco. Yes. when he was talking about yeah. him. So yeah, he's putting those expectations out there. And just to remind you of the story I brought up last week, our superstar quarterback could not complete a 15 yard undefended pass to multiple wide receivers. So this is worrisome. This is worrisome for me. This is supposed to be our year, right? We're, we're going to do big things this year. We got rid of the dead weight and sent him to, to Denver. And by the way, also, what is it with Denver and rejuvenating careers? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Anyway. It's the, the altitude. I was going to say, the high <laughs> altitude, right? Yeah, Joe Flacco's bar, balls go an extra 15% further. To be fair, he threw an 80-yard pass, but that's like a 40-yard pass in Baltimore with the humidity <laughs> and such. So, you know, anyway. It's, just, it's like you're throwing it in through a car wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it probably is like a car where you can see the air right now in Baltimore. So. You can just see it pelted. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah. So uh, what Lamar, say you? Lamar, you got to work on that spiral. You got to work on this fucking atmosphere. <laughs> Put me inside. Why am I even outside right now? I'm... Why don't we play on a dome? <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. What yeah. say you? I, I say that uh, much like I last week I or two weeks ago or whatever it was when you were complaining about Lamar. And I said, calm down. This real games haven't even started yet. This is the other side of that. This is the this is the other part you don't want to get trapped in. I think I made the Cadre Ishmael uh, uh, comparison when I was talking about you it did too. Indeed, yes. Where it's just like everyone was was going like, oh my god, Cadre Ishmael's a star, and then he's the fourth wide receiver, and yeah. nothing ever happens of him. This happens every single training camp. Somebody looks terrible. Somebody looks great. None of it matters until games are actually played. I will say this: I do think that Joe got a tough shake. Uh, with the Ravens, yeah, yeah, but it was clearly over, and it, you know, as far as like a a trade goes, Denver was willing to take all of his contract yeah. left. Yeah. So that's a lot. It was a lot for us. So, uh, and uh, you know, maybe maybe Lamar isn't ready, but he's not. He's also he's also not thirty five million dollars <laughs> a year. So, and doesn't he have two years left? Joe's got two years left. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot. It's a lot for yeah. a couple of years. Uh, also, uh, all jokes aside, I will take note. Uh, what's one difference between that pass he just completed and what will happen in September? Well, there will be a defender trying to pick it off. Yeah. Uh, well, no, there was a defender trying to pick him off there. The difference will be that uh, he won't be wearing the red jersey where yeah, no one's t- allowed <laughs> to touch him. Uh, and... It might be hard to complete an 80-yard pass uh, two minutes after, you know, uh, somebody buries their shoulder know, Tom, in your ribs. Tom Brady's going to start wearing that thing during games <laughs> soon. Eh? <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, 
It's really easy like, when you can. He just walks on the field. He's the only one with a different colored jersey on. It's yeah, like, it's like red. And he's like, yeah, hey, you guys know what this means, right? Like, taking, hands off. taking snaps like one defensive lineman, just like. Flag. <laughs> what the, What were you thinking, man? He's wearing the red jersey. He just put that on. Yeah. I, um, I don't make the rules. Red jersey red means red don't jersey. touch. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm thinking, again, uh, all jokes aside, I'm thinking about him making that pass, and it's great. When you can fully step up, and Corey's thing's about to unmute. Mm-mm. Oh, it didn't. Okay. Um, when you can fully just, like, step into the pass because you don't have to worry about the guy that's, like, charging at you. Yeah. And, like, uh, it's just, it's easier, yes. And, yes, it was a defended pass, and it was on the fly, the whole nine. But, again, he hadn't just spent the last three plays in the dirt after getting, like, his ribs knocked out of him every single time. Yeah. And, you know, uh, he's had a... A series of ailments, a knee, a back, the ribs, a shoulder, all of which are one really good hit away from, uh, you know, a uh, Charger or uh, who else is in the West? Chargers. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, any of these teams who really hate the Broncos, just burying him in Raiders. the first quarter. Raiders, yes. Yeah. Uh, is it the LA Raiders this year? Are we LA no. Raiders yet? Or, I mean, no, uh, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. No, that's next year. Damn it. Okay. It's still Oakland. They they uh, apparently worked out some sort of deal. I don't know if anyone heard that story. Did I tell that one? No, no, no. It's been buried. If anything, I hadn't seen it either. <laughs> Oakland, uh, the the lease with the Oakland Coliseum ended this year uh, for the Raiders. Right. and They, they basically <laughs> said, you're not welcome to play this <laughs> year. Yeah. Well, they, Oakland was basically just like, well, if you're thinking about moving to Vegas, maybe you uh, get the fuck out right now. And they were just like... I thought we would work out some sort of good faith agreement where we get to play for one more year. It's like, mm, that was before you decided to leave us. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, sorry. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then there was talk about like the Raiders coming down and playing in like the Rose Bowl or something like that for a year. And then eventually Oakland and the Raiders like work something out where it's just like, I think they're paying like an extra 25% yeah. of yeah, whatever. It's probably a lot. Yeah. They're, they're paying uh, AT&T field prices for the Oakland Coliseum. The old ass <laughs> Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I guess it, uh, we'll see what happens. It's a much different situation during the season when there's defenders chasing you and you're running around on old knees. Although I think the line in Denver is probably a lot better than the line was in Baltimore, too. And so. literally every single year with football, with baseball, with every sport, somebody will come in saying, uh, uh, oh, you can't miss on Todd Gurley this year. Yeah. He's yeah. He looks so good. That offense is built around him. There, he's my number one overall pick. There's no way this is going wrong. And then all of a sudden, Todd Gurley blows out an ACL in the first week of the season. Or Todd Gurley plays every week, but he just doesn't look good. Yeah, like he just doesn't. He's not the same guy he used to be. Or you draft Le'Veon like, Bell, and he doesn't run <laughs> at all all damn season, motherfucker. <laughs> but I mean, like yes. none of the we don't know anything about how good these players are going to look until the season starts. It's all speculation. Yeah. So just and to be fair, all that all the rumors aside, Joe is not creeping into the top fifteen or top ten QBs in fantasy drafts. Also, right if so. I was John Harbaugh, I would be putting out rumors all the time about how much Lamar Jackson is fucking things up. Yeah. Oh, because oh, true. That's just, also true. Just making the, the Browns like think like, listen, we don't God. need to pick up an extra piece. Got him. This Lamar Jackson seems like he's going to burn out. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, comes out first week, <laughs> throws a 60-yard completion for a touchdown. Like, okay, so uh, where'd that come from? Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, this could be problematic. <laughs> he's literally Michael Vick with the Falcons. Oh, man. I mean, he was fighting dogs at that point, but. Yeah. yeah, but the on the football field, on the field, on the like field, before, not the before dog that unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
<laughs> I need transition from Michael Vick <laughs> fighting dogs. Uh, uh, about, let's talk about the Baltimore Police Department. Well, no, I was going to say, how about other stupid decisions? Uh, something we should have brought up last week, and I don't think we did. Uh, another story out of Baltimore. A guy named Chad Focus. Um, and I think maybe we mentioned it, but the story's come to a little more light in the no, last it, week. It, it came out like literally right after we got done oh, did we? last okay. week. So. so, for anyone who's in the music business or in Baltimore or, I don't know, works a job where you have fiscal responsibility, this story will entertain you. Yeah. Uh, a rapper from Baltimore named Chad Focus uh, spent $4.1 million on his company card to promote his own rap career, <laughs> um, including a Times Square <laughs> billboard that ran for a month. Yeah. So I don't even I don't even know where to begin with that. I can't. <laughs> I know where to begin. The gall of doing that on the company card. Like, yeah, you know, you probably just go to jail and there's restitution, but you're never gonna pay that shit back. I mean, like, or he was figuring that he'd become he, a star. And then just pay it back, and no one would really say anything. Yeah, like, oh, by the, by the, by the time they back. noticed, he was already making $10 million a year. He could just easily pay it back. That's how it works, Like, right? here's five, man. Just let it go. I think also the uh, situation might be that that's the kind of expense that creeps up on you. Like, <laughs> it's like 5K here and 10K there, and then like they, all, they add it up in the indictment, and you're like, $4 million? <laughs> the fuck was I doing? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, but yeah, I, he's looking at his Spotify artist page and it's ten pl- clicks, and he's just like, "Hmm, maybe I'm not good enough." But for anybody who thinks that the music industry is pay for play, that's all I got. I mean, clearly not. Uh, it didn't really help. Um, also, he well, was it doesn't help. It doesn't help when you're spending the money. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, if uh, if I made a movie, if I had like a finished movie. And Warner Brothers said, like, we want to buy your movie and we're going to spend $500,000 yeah. marketing it. Then their $500,000 gets a lot further than my $500,000. Well, they're spending in the right place. Yeah, they it's know. Not... Well, I mean, like, they'll know what to do. They'll have the, the charts and everything. Yeah, by the way. Chad uh, Focus isn't, like, looking at. <laughs> it looks like I'm a little bit weak on the west side right now. Better put up another billboard. Times Square billboard, not the way to go for a music <laughs> artist. They put those up as a way to like not. It's not promotion. It's like, hey, look at us. Yeah. Not like you need to figure out who I am. Well, uh, or it's so. like a a. Uh, I I felt like anytime I saw an artist up on like a Times Square billboard, it was always like uh, Taylor Swift, number one artist in the country. It was right. more about like advertising the fact that they did something remarkable or like not not promoting <laughs> Kanye West winner of five MTV video music awards. Yeah. Yeah. So uh someone asked me and we discussed it at work. How yeah. does someone get away with this? And here's my here's my theory on that. Because I know people who've been fired for you know a hundred dollars. I know somebody who's been fired for under fifty dollars worth yeah. of expenses that <laughs> are expenses questionable. On a, yeah. Yeah. So uh here's my theory. I think that Chad, and I don't know if we ever saw what business it was he worked for, but... It was a publishing house. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, so I suspect... It was Agora Publishing. I suspect they may have already had or so, him... So says Baltimore Fishbowl. I don't, I don't know if that's been attributed anywhere else. I was going to say, I don't think I saw. So uh, let's call that unconfirmed. Yeah. Um, but uh, my suspicion, and this is what we came to in our group discussion, is that they may have already had him doing some shit under the table. And he was their guy to like go. Like he's the guy who takes people to the strip club or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like 
what we don't see, like the indictment says four million, but what we don't see is in that same time his corporate credit card had like fifty million dollars in charges that are all kind of connected to the business, but not really. Mm. And you know, you get a billboard in New York Times on the credit card, it doesn't say New York Times billboard. It yeah. says, you know, something, something publishing or something, something right. media. And you don't really question it if your job is to go to places that are maybe not so connected and make a connection or again uh, take somebody to a strip club yeah and it's like he was taking out huge cash advances okay but half of those were justified <laughs> by what you were asking him to do so i think that's how he got away from it so long and i guarantee you that the reason he got caught wasn't the spending of the money it was somebody seeing some dumb shit like his face on a billboard well on 83 so and the, the the other part of this that is so hilarious is uh how he Apparently, so much of his online persona was based off of the fact that he was like sort of doing this like hood rat Gary V thing. Yeah. Where he's yeah. just like, I took $6,000 and turned it into this huge rap career. Look at my Bentley. Look at my billboard in Times Square. Look at this. <laughs> Yeah. Look at this other billboard yeah. welcoming you to Baltimore. Chad Focus turned six million six thousand dollars into six million dollars overnight. Yeah. Like there was a whole like a uh, like a uh, uh, bodaciousness about him that was like Yeah. <laughs> like about being able to turn all this money in from nothing. And then turns out that he did it. <laughs> he, he turned somebody else's money. A lot of money, yeah. And I, I think that part and apparently of our, didn't get a really good investment for it. Like Part of our discussion was like, like, how do you get away with some of that stuff? But it's like, oh, so you rented a Bentley for one of the clients, right? And the day before you turn it back in, client gets dropped off at the yeah. airport. You just stop get in the backseat. You stop somewhere and take a video in the backseat of a Bentley, right? Like, who is that? Oh, young Tay, or little Tay, whose mom was a real estate broker. And you probably don't know this. So she was like a 12 year old Asian girl from the Bay Area and was like doing this underground rap career. And talking about how she was like flossing so much, and it turns out her mom was a real estate agent, and like all the cars belonged to her mom's boss, and all the houses that she was doing videos in, yeah, were post like listings that her mom was then allowing her to throw these like crazy music videos. Well, in. I was so. hearing, I was hearing, I think there was some story I read about a guy who like subsidized the cost of his private jet by renting it out for people to take pictures walking up towards. Yes. Yeah. So like there's like a guy who just like you you pitch him like 2000 bucks and you can take a picture of you walking up to his private jet. Like you're about to take a private jet somewhere. Bow Wow. Then, that's how Bow Wow got busted. Yeah, cuz then he was like on the same he was on a flight like hours later and it was like commercial and, Yes. Yeah. And he actually put the tail number. Yeah. He got the tail number in the picture and people were like, "No, no, this is that guy who like rents yeah. his shit out so that you could take a picture in front of it." Like you're fucking Bow Wow. Why are you taking fake-ass pictures? Oh, wait. Nope. Here he is on a commercial flight in coach. <laughs> yeah. uh, three hours later, he certainly wasn't. Uh, Aren't you Snoop Dogg's nephew? Can, can yeah. you take a picture with his plane? Or, you know, go first class at least? <laughs> like, they, they don't let people take pictures of people in first class. But if you're in coach, <laughs> there are no rules. People have no <laughs> shoes on. They're changing a baby in the aisle. Like Lord of Flies. He really is Lord of the Flies in coach. Uh, anyway. So, uh, Chad Focus, props to you. Uh, not for anything to do with your career, because clearly that didn't work. But uh, have you heard him? By the way, I, I haven't. I, I haven't actually wanted to like listen to it and like support this in any kind of way. But like, I kind of want to like know how terrible he is. I assume he's terrible. I do too. But and I realized while I was giving that discussion about what well, we did at work, 
we never actually pulled up his spot. So that's how much it didn't work. I have no interest in looking you up and reading your, or listening to your music. <laughs> the problem right. is that you get, you get into a discussion and you're just like, you know what? We uh, realize we haven't even listened to this at all. And then you put it on. It's playing throughout the entire place. Then all of a sudden your boss like leans over the corner. And he's like, Who is whoever this? this is is amazing. Sign him. <laughs> Just like, no, I don't think you want to sign this guy right now. I don't want any of your excuses, Rob. Sign this guy. Well, to be fair, uh, <laughs> wouldn't be the only incarcerated person on our label right now. So, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I can list at least six incarcerated artists on our label right now. So, you know, being incarcerated, not, uh, not a, <laughs> not a deal breaker. Uh, just make sure there's somebody on the outside who could sign that contract for you. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, in, Maybe uh, less surprising news out of Baltimore now. Uh, Talking about somebody else embezzling a lot of money. <laughs> not embezzling, not really. Okay, you can't. All right, it's prove. not embezzling. It's overtime. Yes. So uh, the story came out this week about Sergeant Newberg. Yeah, Ethan one of, Newberg, one of Baltimore's finest. And by Baltimore's finest, it means second highest paid employee of the city. Greater than the state's attorney. <laughs> greater than the mayor. <laughs> Made more money than most people in the city. I want to know who number one is. They didn't say that in the story I read. Probably the commissioner and then another cop, maybe. Well, wait, no, no, because the commissioner was Bats. No, who was last year? (laughs) 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 Let's play a fun game figuring out who was the commissioner last year. Uh, So Bats was in at parts of last year. Yeah, it was, no. No, was that two years ago? Two years ago. Okay. And then it was uh, whatever his face is, the white white guy. guy. Yeah. And then now it's the guy who is uh, was federally charged for avoiding his tax. D'Souza. D'Souza. Yeah. So, uh, but D'Souza, I know, was only making one hundred and seventy thousand a year. No. Oh, well. So it wasn't him. Maybe it was a guy before him. But if it was a commissioner, you're getting ripped off. If you're a commissioner then, because you ain't getting any overtime for that. That's salary position. I know, right? Shit. But to be fair, he's also you know your command staff is getting double your money. He's not even working. I mean, really, that's not really. Yeah, I mean, technically, he's getting one hundred seventy thousand dollars to sit at home now. So. And, uh, I mean, the current commissioner doesn't He's got be, that Brian Billick money. Current commissioner doesn't seem to be working that much either, to be <laughs> fair. Uh, based on the uh, alerts I'm getting from mm-hmm. uh, people in Baltimore, just like people getting shot everywhere. But, <laughs> he had a uh, news conference with, with this one, though. With Newberg? Yeah. Newberg? Yeah. Uh, and wasn't there another story that uh, he was releasing somebody and charging the cop? There was like an illegal stop or something, and he's getting him for uh, abuse of authority or something like that. But it's all I know is that the right. FOP Twitter account sounds like the biggest bunch of whiny babies right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's got to be an election soon. Are we going to reelect that guy, by the <laughs> way, who just is like a little bitch, honestly? Come on. <laughs> At the, I, I, I understand that the job of the police union is to back up your officers. Yes. Generally. But I mean, like, at a certain point, like, you know, much like uh, the commissioner of the NBA is supposed to be looking out for the owners of the NBA. Like, that's his job, mm-hmm. right? But then at a certain point, you do something so Donald Sterling that it just sticks out. And even the commissioner has to be like, all right, listen, we're not going to allow this to happen. Yes. It's uh, a bridge too far. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And nobody nobody goes like, how dare you step step on one of the owners? You know, like, yeah. it's just like, no, no, no. Everyone recognizes that this is a bridge too far. So we're all going to collectively say this guy's got to go. Uh, but when the police commissioner goes like, uh, this guy who committed crimes by my estimation yeah. it should be charged with them and the police unions is like fuck whoa, you whoa whoa all right i don't uh, care if he murdered eight children he deserves to be a police officer 
Until as long he's proven as he wants guilty, to. he should be on the force. And when he gets out, we're giving him his job back. Until every appeal is exhausted, he gets suspended with pay. Honestly, I do think that the FOP would be arguing that, like, <laughs> listen, yes, he was found guilty. There's yes. gun trace task force people who are still suspended with pay. Fine. I don't know Appealing. that they're not. Actually, I don't know that they're not. Yeah. Are they, have they all been fired? No, some of them were convicted as members of the Baltimore Police Department. So they may, some of them may be getting pay on admin leave based on the whatever Somebody, Somebody get Justin Fenton on the horn. Let's find out. We should look into that. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. If this breaks out, remember. Yes. Uh, but uh, so Sergeant Newberg made $243,000 last year, making him the second highest person paid in Baltimore. Uh, he is, I think he made somewhere around the neighborhood of $120,000 base salary, which means he then doubled his salary with overtime, mm. which seems pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, so let's say that you work 40 hours a week. You would have to average 20 hours of overtime per week in order to double that salary. That's a lot. Uh, and that would have to continue every single week for the entire year, uh, unless you know you were filling out OT slips and not actually doing the overtime, which probably he was. Uh, but uh, more importantly for Sergeant Newberg, he was recently convicted uh, or uh, recently charged with um, second-degree assault, false imprisonment, and something else. You have the story there. Do you want to uh, read the story off? Yeah, uh, this one is from Fox 43. Is that a shore station? Uh, Ethan Newberg, 24-year veteran of the Baltimore Police Department, was effecting an arrest when a passerby simply told Newberg not to make the suspect sit on the wet ground and continue walking. According to court documents, Newberg then ran after the passerby and arrested him for not knowing how to act, quote-unquote. Documents then say body-worn camera footage shows Newberg telling others on scene to shut their mouths, even telling another officer who responded to never question in the way that he did and called him a kumbaya officer. But Newberg's actions were questioned by Commissioner Michael Harrison, and in a hastily called news conference Thursday night, he announced Newberg was charged and suspended without pay. Ah, without pay. Well, that's uh, <laughs> certainly a new What's, change. <laughs> What's this now? Wow. Uh, Mayor Jack Young, the commissioner, was appropriate in taking swift action to do what he can to restore trust in the police department. Uh, the officer will have his day in court. No one has said he is guilty of anything, but I saw the video I was very disturbed by. Yeah, which the FOP reacted yeah. and said, it's funny that the commissioner can look at one video and make up his mind, but then he saw videos of people getting attacked down at the, the harbor, and he doesn't know what the, he's going to have to wait. And, uh, shut up. How about that? Shut up, FOP. Yeah, um, here's, a, here's a little bit of the FOP statement. Oh, here we go. Four months ago, Baltimore City was introduced to our current police commissioner, Michael Harrison. Upon his arrival, he made a media tour of Baltimore, proclaiming his success in New Orleans and decreeing to all that he was here to reform Baltimore Police Department, implementing the dissent decree, and forge a strong partnership with the community. To this day, he has said very little as to what he plans to do for you, his officers. He has no crime plan. When he finally does announce one, after pressure, it appears that it will be some five months or so since his arrival as police commissioner, or approximately 130 murders when his crime plan arrives. Uh, let's see here. They oh. seem to have cut out most of the things where it's just like... <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, too. <laughs> this seems to be sort of the... Uh, oh, hold on a second. Uh, How then? Yeah. 
How then can this be the same man who re- said he reviewed Sergeant Newberg's BWC video? That's body worn camera, by the way. And made the decision himself to have Sergeant criminally charged. How does the level of violence that occurred at the harbor get a pass in regard to the commissioner's comments about my tweet? While Sergeant Newburn is trashed by the commissioner on TV and criminally charged, am I missing something here? I don't think so. I believe politics are at play here, and so do many that I have spoken with today in regards to this matter. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the Baltimore Police Department, I have not seen the video yet, and I am not commenting on facts of the case. I am just pointing out that a leader should be consistent, and a leader does not pick and choose when to make decisions based on how it will be received politically. So, yes. (laughs) That's the head of the Baltimore Police Union. Yeah. I don't care if he committed a crime. Just don't drag his good name in the public. He needs to be able to quietly resign and get a job at another police department. If you hold a press conference and talk about him in front of people, then he can't do that. You're ruining this poor man's <laughs> life, all right? How's he supposed to make $243,000 next year? He's got kids to feed. <laughs> he probably doesn't. I feel like he's probably a single <laughs> asshole from the fucking county. Uh, maybe York. Maybe <laughs> he, lives York. he lives in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. single night he comes home and eats his cup of noodles. Mm. He shoots off the top rather than <laughs> spending the time. Takes his service weapon and of shoots course. the top off his cup of noodles. Yes. Service weapon, which is now in a drawer, along with a badge. <laughs> Good. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, that'll be a developing story we'll keep track of over the next few weeks. But uh, uh, fuck you, FOP, and uh, good job. I mean, I, mean, I, like, just... I, I, I will say this. Uh, I, in regards to the uh, part of the FOP's complaint that Michael Harrison hasn't done much. Yes, true. I agree. Yeah. Um. I kind of imagine, and I'm not trying to uh, defend Michael Harrison without knowing anything. Uh, I'm just sort of thinking out loud to me. It seems to to me that he is probably doing like a, I'm going to watch and see how this thing operates without me for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Let everything continue going the way it was, and that way I get a good sample of like everything that could go wrong. You know, like (laughs) Guess what? There's a lot wrong. If something goes wrong, I can see how it works. I can see how it operates. And if I need to get involved, I will step in. But I'm not going to do anything until I have like a good base of like what how, how this whole thing works before yes. I start making plans, you know? Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Like that boss who comes in, like the, the new manager, and he's just like, just do everything the way you normally would. And yeah, I'm yeah. just going to observe for a little while and then fire half of you. <laughs> and uh... and then a month from now, I'm going to get really angry about why you do this thing. And then you'll be fired. And then uh... <laughs> seems good. It seems like a good deal to me. Um, uh, uh, Rob, you didn't uh, fill up the coffee pot after you killed it. So I'm sorry you're fired. Uh, just a note to any of my employees who may be watching. <laughs> uh, that is a fireable offense. So. Uh, you could have warned me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So one last thing. Um, Some news this week about a connection between L.A. and Baltimore. As you know, we are both your Baltimore podcast and also, funny enough, uh, your L.A. podcast. So uh, local news across the country. Yeah. Um, So three, two men and a woman were arrested in Baltimore in connection with a murder that happened right here in Los Angeles. Um, I think the details are a little bit. Uh, unknown. We know that the the Rancho Riviera or Parco Riviera or Park Riviera, yeah, might have just uh, Rachel that name <laughs> that uh, Mexican uh, town, name. Redneck Riviera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's Park Riviera, not Parco Riviera. <laughs> uh, there was a, uh, a drug related murder there, um, and it turns out these Baltimore cats are uh, driving 
heroin, I would be my guess. I guess. Cocaine, huh? maybe. Across the country from L.A. Uh, they murdered the dude, stole his drugs, drove Getting him back weed. to Baltimore. <laughs> God, I hope it wasn't weed. <laughs> Can you imagine dying over weed these days? Like, yo, bro, I could just go down to MedMen. I don't really... Yeah. It's, it's like the Apple store for weed. Why am I going to die over that? We're not, we can't pay the overhead. Well, he closed all the illegal places. Mm. Oh, yeah, Corey's very upset about the... Uh, <laughs> All his illegal uh, places getting punished. <laughs> well, the prophet, you're punishing me. I didn't know they were illegal. <laughs> Why are you punishing yeah. me? What am I supposed to do? Ask for all their permits? Hey, shouldn't their permits have been up on the wall or something? Don't they have to do that? <laughs> anyway, so uh, the extradition hearings are going to be this week. Uh, we'll be following that story. I think more details will come out once they're back in L.A. Yeah. Uh, but it's like uh, we tried to solve the murder, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a bunch of people get arrested in Baltimore. But uh, who would have thought? Uh, the only news story that impacts L.A. and Baltimore at the same time? Murder. Uh, a murder <laughs> revolving drugs. Uh, who could have called that <laughs> wonderfulness? Uh, anyway. So I think that that's uh, that's uh, all for that we have for uh, for the old Baltimore corner, right? Yeah, where you get the straight dope. We got to speed up that transition. That's, yeah. a, that's a long transition. Anyway, uh, so um, let's lightning round this last part because I realize yeah. we are at uh, 50 minutes now. What? So much going on. So a uh, couple of big news stories from <clears throat> the week. Yes. Uh, lightning round. <coughs> No more than two minutes. No more than two minutes apiece. Okay, and go. Beto. Beto. Uh, there was a poll done in Texas. Sixty percent of those polled said Beto should drop out from his presidential race and run for Senate instead. Thoughts? Uh, probably. Yes. Uh, I think that running for president gives him more of a platform than running for Senate in Texas. So I would figure out what the filing deadline is for that uh, Texas Senate seat, and then judge your. Uh, decision based off of that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think earlier you had said uh, maybe stay until Iowa. Mm. Well, I mean, like, you know, if, if the filing deadline was after Iowa, for instance. Yeah. So let's see. File an application for a bid to a pound. So February 23rd, 2019. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. That's in. So it's probably February of 2020. Yeah. Is the filing deadline or February, but, March, that area? So is Iowa. Iowa's in February. Yeah, but I'm saying like you would know by the time you might be able to to get results of the Iowa caucus. Because right away, Iowa's gonna eliminate at least, you know, half of the people who are running for president. Yeah. On the Democratic side. Hopefully. Cause you're just gonna you're gonna get a whole bunch of people like Bill de Blasio who gets half a percent of a <laughs> <laughs> of exactly. Iowa election night yeah. is just like, oh, you know what? This is pretty fucking embarrassing. Bye. Yeah. Uh, remember that there were five people running back in 2016, <laughs> and after Iowa, there were three. Two. Two? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did uh, Jim thought- Jim Webb and uh, Lincoln Chafee both dropped up after the first debate? Oh, that's they didn't right. even make it to the that's Iowa right. caucus. And then O'Malley uh, stuck it O'Malley, through. O'Malley, that's who it was. But was then, like to- the Iowa caucus. Like ended like you know the the time where the voting is over was like eight o'clock Iowa time yeah and I think like six thirty Iowa time Martin O'Malley's was like yeah so I'm backing up I'm not gonna be running anymore yeah anybody who's <laughs> gonna caucus for me should go caucus somewhere should else go caucus somewhere else and then all of a sudden O'Malley got like zero point seven percent of the vote and yeah. they're just like oh so. <laughs> That's so, yeah. why he did that. By Iowa, all three were done. Now I, I would think that the best thing Bader could do is to do the first debate. And then step back and uh, just say, hey, listen, uh, I wanted to con- to 
participate. I wanted to push the debate in the right direction. I feel like I've done that, but I got more work to do in Texas, so I'm going to go home and run for Senate. I, but. you know, I, I think right now, the the play if you're anybody but Joe Biden. If you're Joe Biden, the thing is, don't say anything that'll ruin your chances of becoming president. Don't say anything else. <laughs> you've already said. Yeah, a you've lot already of dumb stuff. you've already fucked yourself a lot. But I mean, like, mm. uh, generally speaking, like, hey, maybe not make any public appearances, and then people won't. <laughs> Just listen. Infer, you're a front runner if you don't talk. All right. Just they won't in infer private. your words directly if you don't speak in public. Yeah. Um, hey, it works for Trump. Let your <laughs> press person just go out there and talk. You know. Yeah. Sean Spicer is getting all the jobs nowadays. Mm. Um, but, yeah. I mean, like you know, the the idea is like maybe maybe uh, Joe Biden says something that automatically eliminates him from presidential consideration. God, let's hope so. Uh, and then it seems like it's a wide open field. Yeah. If, like, Biden is just out of it. Yep. Um, well, and what, Warren? Because Warren's running hard, strong, too. And Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you know, Beto Bernie? is probably, like, sixth or seventh right now in, like, the, the Democratic polls abouts. Yeah. But do you Maybe behind like Kamala and stuff like that. Do you want to like run that? with Pete Buttigieg, or do you want to go home and win a te- Texas Senate seat? I'm saying like the the idea right now is that it only benefits you to stay in the race. I guess you but. get more media coverage than you would if you were running for Senate, <clears throat> and you get to you know show up on Colbert every once in a while or something like that. Or I mean, you he's get Beto. He still gets on Colbert. <clears throat> it it's easier if you're running for president. Oh, so I don't know. I I just think it 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 makes more sense for him to stick it in until. Uh, he knows for sure he's not going to win or until the filing deadline, yeah. whatever it is. Well, and we've already broken the two-minute rule. So uh, <laughs> another story of when this one should be quicker. Congressman was interviewed on CNBC this week and admitted that he did not read the Mueller report and he wouldn't read the Mueller report after praising Mueller for uh, doing such a good job on it. Then he also admitted that he voted for impeachment of Bill Clinton even though he never read the Star report, um, which to me seems a little ironic. And I just look at that guy and I say, that guy's been elected to Congress since the mid-90s. What the hell is wrong <laughs> with the people of that state? Uh, funny, fun news for people who don't know. Uh, congressmen don't usually read anything that mm. they're supposed to read. Nope. Uh, if there's a bill that they're voting on, they usually don't read it. Somebody in their office reads it and just makes sure that there's nothing that'll like crucify them in it. Yep. Um, I think famously the NDAA, mm. uh, someone asked a congressman about it, and he said, oh, is that in there? And uh, yeah, so that's what you're dealing with with Congress. Now, to be fair, they trust those lobbyists to draw up a bill that uh, is going to be fair and balanced. So mm-hmm. why would they need to read it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I t- take your money. I trust trust you know what you're talking about. Clearly, with this. you're an expert. That's yeah. why I take your money and your advice on certain topics. So... Not really surprising, but just I think it will be eye-opening for people. Hopefully. I mean, it won't. It won't. Yeah. But it should be. That, like, this is probably the most important thing this year that was presented to Congress. And not even that was I mean, like, so, so think about it like a, a football coach, right? Uh, part of, like, being a football coach, the schedule of being a football coach mm-hmm. is you, like, show up at the office at, like, 6 a.m. And then you don't leave until, like, midnight. And maybe you sleep in your office half the nights, and maybe you go home for a couple hours. You have maybe a day off, kind of, every yeah. week. But during the course of the season, from like training camp all the way until the end of the season, you know, which could be seven, eight months, you are like six days a week, completely focused on football. You have no time with your family or anything like that. And people will lo- like people love the football coach for that. Like they're always yes. spending their time like working on it. Yeah. Politicians are not spending that much time working yeah. on it. I feel like we should be our, our new level of like 
expectation for a politician is I'm going to read the things that are put in front of me. Like, yes, I understand the Mueller report is 800 pages. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it the next day. Hey, how about skim it? <laughs> how about just be like, hey, listen, I read uh, the introduction. I read. Or how, about, how about you get you get one of your aides to read it? Yeah, and then you say like, hey, if there's anything I should know, highlight it. Yeah, and then I'll go through and I'll read the highlighted portions. Give me a quick one, like a thing of like. You probably really want to read this thing in its entirety at yeah. some point, yeah, but uh, here are the... Here's the highlights. Yeah. Uh, when you're going to go on CNBC, they're going to ask about this. Uh, here's what you want to talk about. Yeah. And it'll make you seem like you read the whole thing. Here's some deep polls that nobody read these sections. Yeah. You'll be able to bring that up. So, uh, yeah. Uh, another story. Uh, here in, uh, what, season 243 of America, the writers are getting real lazy. I think we jumped the shark. Because Fox News this week called President Trump... Fake news. Uh, this is, of course, about the Mexican terror. I don't like issue. it when mommy and daddy fight. Yeah. Uh, I don't really... Again, I, at what point have we now come to... The, the, you're turning on yourselves. Like, it's a snake eating its tail. The time is a flat circle. I don't know. Uh, I, it's a simulation. It has to be a simulation that we are just caught in some sort of, like, weird loop. And I don't really get it. But, uh, yeah. Here's, here's the thing that terrifies me and should terrify you as well. Uh, we all know the Trump people, like the people who are like die hard, no matter what the hell he does. Like he could kick Malala in the face, mm-hmm. and like nobody, she fucking deserved it. Like, like we all know those Trump people. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. and I feel like if Fox News turned on Trump, there would be a slight dip in the number of people who would be like pro Trump. Yeah. But I think that all these people, if Fox News just started shitting on him. They would just start finding the dangerous, like, they would just be looking for the info wars and stuff like that, the yeah. Breitbarts. Yep. Looking for the people who are saying good things about Trump to help them feel better about their choice. I want my information <laughs> to match my thought already. Right. I don't want to be challenged. So if, if all of a sudden Hannity is going on just going like, listen, I was dangerously wrong to support Trump. Yeah. He is not fit for this office. People are just going to be like, fuck you, Hannity, right. and turn off. So... Yeah, because there is news of, available to them that it's supports kind of this health. weird place that we're in where uh, <laughs> nobody wants to hear. Like, I I feel like I've been pretty even handed throughout the years. I trash on Democrats, mm-hmm. I trash on Republicans. I said it's, vote for Trump. For Christ's it's a sake. matter. It's a matter of like understanding that like you know that that not everyone is perfect, and uh, I think that the news media should reflect that. Sometimes yeah. sometimes people you like do things you don't, and that's part of. The, Part yep. of growing up. Uh, and, of course, uh, Fox was calling him out on the tariffs issue when tr- uh, Trump intimated that there was a secret deal with Mexico, which the Mexican foreign uh, secretary immediately announced that there is no secret deal. Yeah. The deal is what it is. Uh, he sh- he was talking shit about NAFTA for the entire campaign. He backed out of NAFTA, and now we are basically re-signing NAFTA. Yeah. So. All the things that uh, made the tariff conversation go away were things that Trump had already agreed to, or Mexico had already agreed to, months yeah. ago. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you want to... <laughs> so, uh, skipping down, to, let's just talk about... It kind of makes me wonder what was in the news that we missed. Yes. Because usually when Trump does something like this, it's to cover up for something else. Yes. Did anyone check the security footage at Watergate? Is there Was there a break Dave, there was a break <laughs> Yeah. Um, skip, uh, we have a couple of things, but let's just skip to one last thing. Okay. And that is uh, uh, Alabama, Missouri, back in the news... Um, oh, shout out to Michigan, by the way. Did you see, uh, what they're doing in Michigan? No. There is a, uh, 
I want to say a charity, but it might be state-sponsored. Basically, they will pay for anyone anywhere in the country in a state that doesn't allow abortion. They will pay your travel expenses and your lodging expenses in the state of Michigan in order to seek a safe abortion. Now, Georgia, that's a little dangerous because, you know. But who's paying for this? I think that the... A charity is doing the lodging and the travel, and the state is basically allowing uh, any facility that has uh, – or dropping the citizen requirement from facilities that offer, like, discounts to um, – Right, but I'm services. saying, like, you're, you're talking about, like, uh, the person who's getting the abortion can get a free flight and a free hotel in Michigan? Yes. At, on whose dime, though? I think that is a, that is a charity who is doing that. And then See, the state uh, is actually essentially providing I'm, a free abortion. So, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think we need to have a more serious conversation about where our tax money goes. I, I'm not against Michigan being a asylum state yeah. essentially for this sort of thing. Yeah, but I don't think that they, you know, like at some point, money from the government goes into this. Yeah, and like I was looking up uh, homeless charities. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, I wanted to get a little bit more involved, and I, I was looking at a couple that were recommended, and I was going on, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the site. It's like Charity Navigator or something like that. Uh, just to let you know it, who's you, who uses your money. And yeah, your and like what better. percentages yeah. of it go to like the you know CEO and administrative Spoiler staff alert. and stuff Susan like that. Susan G. Komen, fucking horrible. Yeah. So just so you know. Um, and when October rolls around, it, I, I was looking at like how they get their money and stuff like that. And a charity after charity it was like five point three million dollars in city government contributions. Yeah, two point eight million dollars in city contributions. In three charities, I found like ten million dollars worth of taxpayer money going into it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that the homeless problem isn't important and that money should be spent for this, but I don't necessarily, you know, like I I feel like giving the money to a charity which is going to use a certain percentage of that overhead to pay for a staff right is not as good as the money as you could just like the city of LA could just do some of the things that they'd be doing the charity would be doing and they could do it for less money probably meanwhile i'm sitting here <laughs> waiting for my tags to come into my car because it takes two and a half months for the state of california to cash yeah. a goddamn check that's the state versus the city though it's uh, a whole thing i'm getting a little bit tired of of how much of my money goes to things that i couldn't possibly mm. like and there you have it folks Corey takes that big old swing to the right <laughs> right here on the podcast where no now no. he's a grumpy old white man there we go no but i'm saying like you know look at the uh, the other thing i i get the curb newsletter so like i hear about like uh city signs off on 15 million dollars mm-hmm. in tax incentives for this new development which is going to charge uh, $10,000 for apartments right. or something like that. And I say to myself, like, why do they need the fucking $15 million in tax? Well, a certain number of the units have to be Section 8. No, what I'm saying, none, none of this stuff is applying to anyone who's below the 1% line. Yeah. So why are, we, why are we bothering with, like, giving these sweetheart deals? And every single developer gets one. So that's the other problem. Well, like, listen, you know what will solve that? Guillotines? Guillotines! <laughs> yes, I brought it up again. Uh, but back to the subject at hand, which yeah. is uh, Missouri has now closed all but one of their abortion clinics. Uh, we did the research. Uh, the people in the farthest reaches of the state are somewhere between four and five, some even Six five and hours, a half hours yeah. away uh, from that one location, um, which is sad. Uh, and that place is only open because they filed a federal injunction against the state to keep their doors open and keep their license valid uh, for the time being. Um, so good job, Missouri, uh, leading the way, as it were. Uh, and Alabama, 
not to be outdone by uh, their abortion law, has now uh, enacted a chemical castration uh, for for uh, any sex offense involving a minor under the age of 13. Now, I know you're sitting there saying, Rob, why? Why would you be against that? Well, Corey, uh, can you summarize my explanation from earlier today? Yeah, um, basically. Which you may not agree with, but. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, basically, uh, the, the penalty used to be death. You could yes. be you could have the death penalty for uh, a sexual assault under the age of thirteen. That to be fair, that one had to be rape. It had yeah. to be an actual penetration crime, and I think that this applies to literally Anything. any sex offense yeah. for a child under thirteen. Um, but part of the part of the the counter side of that argument was that uh, realizing that witnesses equal death penalty. They were just killing the children after they raped them. Yes. So so because if I'm going to face a death penalty for rape or the death penalty for murder. I'm not going to leave a witness. Yeah. So good luck uh, finding the body and pinning that on me. Um, and there is a, uh, there was a, uh, what's his name? The Adam was his son and he now is, has the show America's Most Wanted guy, Walsh. John oh, Walsh. yeah. Um, a serial killer killed his son. And it's likely that it was kind of during that, uh, he was in Florida when, at a time when uh, Florida was already debating adding the death penalty back. Uh, Louisiana, by the way, still today, arguing to add the death penalty back for rape of a child under age of fifteen, and but Adam Walsh uh, may have been may have survived if there wasn't all of this news about like, hey, we may give the death penalty to to any sexual offense involving a child, um, because again, why do you leave a witness? So my argument for chemical castration is the same thing. Like this is a life sentence essentially. So if I'm facing life. In a state like California, which, you know, well, Alabama. Alabama does have the death penalty, so maybe the logic isn't exactly on par. But, again, I, would you, would you, for another crime, let's, let's say not this crime, but if I told you that leaving a witness might give you a lifetime sentence and killing that person might get you the death penalty or a lifetime sentence, but it's way harder to prove the latter, wouldn't you kind of just defer to the latter? If you're already going down that evil road, I can't see a world where I would kill somebody unless I was in direct threat. Okay, but so I mean, like, I can't. No, but I mean, like, and and this is the thing, and I, you know, I I understand that most murders. This is gonna. This is gonna. Depress many people, mm. but most murders don't get solved. No, most of the most of the people who commit murder don't get caught, nor do they spend any time in jail. Go see Especially uh, not for the murder. Go to the homicide department in Baltimore. I guarantee yeah. you, it's just a bunch of yellow cards up on the wall. Fifty percent clearance rate. Yeah, um, if not worse, most of the time. So, and then, you know, what was it like? Seventy uh, percent of the the cases that are actually brought to trial don't end with a guilty verdict. Or not a guilty on the murder, the murder itself. Yeah. yeah. So maybe something else. A lot of murder. people who are going to who get arrested in Baltimore start doing that like, well, there's only a 30% chance that I'm actually going to be found guilty of something. Yep. So let's roll the dice with the trial. Yep. Um I just I, even knowing that I I I start doing the math of like how could this go wrong? Like how could I get caught still? 
Okay. And so let me, let it's me. One of the, it's one of those, like, I don't think I would ever do it because I, I would outfox myself into thinking about some way that a cop would never think of to catch me, but I'm trying to cover my tracks or something that I know, like. <laughs> let me change the example. I'm just, like, doing, like, a thing, like, I'm putting my phone on a squirrel or something like that, so it fakes, like, motion. Okay. <laughs> and so, then I gotta, again. And I'm like, but how am I going to find the squirrel afterwards? <laughs> Let me <laughs> let me change the example. I tell you, there's a bank. Corey's in, the, in a tree right now. There's a bank in the middle of nowhere. It's got a million dollars in the vault. Yeah. Between 10 and 12 a.m., this bank has one employee in it. Mm-hmm. No cameras, and the silent alarm isn't under the desk. It's against the far wall. Now, this employee just happens to like the teller spot furthest from the silent alarm, which means you got no cameras, one witness, and a vault full of uh, open vault full of money. So let's just say you were inclined to steal said money. Mm. <clears throat> Do you leave the witness? Really? No, but you go in at ten o two. You shoot the teller. <laughs> that way, she's they're not, she they will not hit the alarm. Yeah. They can't ID you, and you use a drop gun. Shoot the t- teller. Fill all of your bags. By the way, a million dollars is a lot of bags of money. Yeah. Um. But you fill all your bags. Now it's 10.30, you load your car up, uh, you drive away, you toss the gun, no witnesses, good luck solving it. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing. Why leave a witness to a crime that has no other evidence if the, if the penalty is so great? It, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. I, I'd, be in, I'd be curious to, to look at the... Look at there's any studies that have been done on this yeah. specific thing, but uh, I just I'm worried about anything like that. I think it's a it's a slippery slope. Yeah, because again, with the statistics we do have are about death penalty and uh, issues when it, when it comes to to sexual well, crimes I, with a child. I would so. also, I mean, like it, not saying that I wouldn't be uh, that I'm opposed to. Uh, child rapist getting chemically castrated, and that's yeah, that's but not the I, point. I agree I, with that principle, I, but I would also say that there's there's a little bit of an issue as far as like at what point can you do it, and at what point does somebody exhaust their appeals before it happens? Yeah, because yeah. I don't like. It, well, to be fair, it's not because I mean like yeah, but I'm saying like there's there's death row appeals where people get get released because of DNA evidence that's found 25 years after the crime is yeah. committed. Yeah, I'd hate to think that somebody you know, gets arrested and they're proclaiming their innocence. They're just like, no, I never did it. I never did that. Yeah. And then we find out 20 years later after they've been chemically castrated, that was the uncle the whole time. Well, but, but so this chemical castration isn't permanent. You have to go every month and you get a shot. So it's not like it would be, couldn't be undone. Now I get the like, oh, you spent 20 years with this penalty of just like being a eunuch, basically. I just feel like it opens up the state to a problem with, like a, a, count, a lawsuit if they yeah. ever went through. Honestly, if anybody could just sue Alabama and bankrupt the whole fucking state, I would really. <laughs> yeah, just you know, uh, what do you do when a state goes bankrupt? Can we just uh, take it over? Um, <laughs> Louisiana, Louisiana walks in, just like, huh, looking awfully shuttered around here. Maybe it's time to. See, I was thinking about <laughs> a bunch of Hollywood types come in and like, we'd love to bail out your state. <laughs> Are you a Jew? I am, and I also have a checkbook. Uh, Going to be making some changes around here, guys. Uh, first of all, you're out, Governor. Um, yeah. Uh, we're just going to turn this into a business. How about that? Come on in, guys. We're, we're renaming Birmingham Gay Birmingham. It's the whole population of WeHo just moving all the way over to Birmingham. 
Oh, God. It would be fantastic. <laughs> By the way, I, uh, uh, I saw a bunch of people celebrating. It is. We probably should have talked about the fact that it's Pride Week. Yeah. Uh, happy Pride Month to everybody, and uh, I hope that everyone who enjoyed the opening weekend of Pride had a good time. Uh, keep in mind, Pride is only a thing because 50 years ago this year, a bunch of people took a stand at the uh, Stonewall Inn in New York, and um, what became known as the Stonewall Riots when they said, we are not going to take this shit anymore from you cops, and threw rocks at the police, yeah. and paid a heavy cost for it, but because of that, uh, people will now have the right to live as they want Ish. in New York and California, yeah. uh, and some of the places around the edges. Not so much in the middle or, you know, the bottom, but the edges are still good. The edges are good. Um but yeah, I, I hope that everybody enjoys the rest of Pride Month and uh, all the celebrations. So, yep, that was a bit of a weird transition. <laughs> are we are we doing any of these last ones? No, let's just. It's, I don't even know about this Justin Bieber Tom Cruise thing. Oh, uh, Justin Bieber challenged Tom Cruise to a fight. Why though? Uh, because it's Twitter and like. It, Did Tom Cruise say something or? No, no. Literally, Twitter. It's parts of Twitter have become a Mad Lib, and you're just like, <laughs> what could we do? Okay, celebrity name challenge. Celebrity name two. Action. Uh, Justin Bieber challenges Tom Cruise to <laughs> I mean, a like, fight. Was it just like a random, like, somebody at Justin Bieber, and it's just like, yo, Tom Cruise said he could beat you in a fight. I have no then, idea. But again, then Bieber is just like, yo, fuck Tom Cruise. I'll take him in the octagon. A few months ago, Benito Mussolini's uh, granddaughter uh, talking Jim shit Carrey. to Jim Carrey yeah. because he made a joke about hanging dictators upside down. Like, Again, parts of Twitter are damn mad lib. Who knows what's going on? But uh, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, earthquake in Cleveland. We're ruining the planet. So there you go. Yeah, anyway. that's about it. Yep. Well, if uh, you want to know about, uh, oh fuck, how do I get into this one? Hmm. How do I turn it around? You know how I turn it around? Oh, the anthem dot com. Corey to the anthem dot com with the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line four four three two one nine seven five nine five. What's that number again? Four four three two one nine seven five nine five. You can find more of me on my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm. I did a review for Always Be My Maybe, uh, which is out right now, yep. so you can go check that out. Available on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can watch the review right after and tell me what you think. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay, you can find more of me at Robert N. Cheek, as it says right there on all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertncheek.com where you can find links to my political blog, news website, and the books which are available on Amazon. Buy Rob's books. Failed to do it last week. Going to try to do it this week, but should be available. First of all, uh, all the uh, the new book is available everywhere by ebook. Uh, hopefully, will be available in paperback by the end of the week. Um, just a good place to launch it off right now. Not only will it be available by paperback, but the merch store. Mm-hmm. Now has your favorite book as a T-shirt. So go check it out. Not all of them. Some of them, yeah. Some of them, not all. Of them. Uh, the newest tale, one. tales of Valor and Villainy and the calls are there available as a shirt as well. The ones we have the rights to the image. That's right. <laughs> yes, uh, those are available in the merch store. Uh, and there is a rollout coming now. Where we have a new book in June, right? Mm, yes. And a new book in September. I got to get on that June thing. <laughs> it's June now. New book in June uh, coming out the 21st. New book in September. Not a new book, but uh, Faux, second edition coming out in September. Uh, working on a lot of fun stuff. So um, keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the U of the Anthem podcast, part of the U of the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Nothing on the outro clip? 
I was thinking. I, I, I'm, I'm lost without it. I don't uh, know. What... I, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, Arriva oh. Dirce, motherfuckers. How about that? Is that... Uh, are you going to watch Big Little Lies, by the way? No. Did you watch season one? I didn't one? watch season one. So. Oh, okay, you should watch season one. Uh, maybe I'll catch up. Yeah. So I'm going to go home and watch Big Little Lies. Uh, nobody <laughs> sent me any spoilers. Send everyone at this point. Bye. Bye.